so we here for Halloween. it. Yeah. Oh Maybe we should do a Halloween special. <gasps> we should. We should like dress up like cats and bats. <laughs> cats and bats. <laughs> okay. This is so exciting for the listeners. You're not going to know this. So we've got a very special guest on the sofa with us. We've got Amri. Hey guys, I'm. <laughs> She's back. We're I'm reunited. Back. The girls are reunited. Oh, it's good to have you. Oh my God, it's good to be back. How Can long I'm... has it been? Well, May. I don't know how many months. No, we've been. seen you since that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw, I saw you at Polo in the Park. Oh yes. But yeah. since I've le I left in May. Yeah, it's the first time back to the office. Yeah, and it was <laughs> weird walking in, but. Did you get stage fright? I feel like you did. No, I was, <laughs> she was, I was texting Sapna. I was like, I am so anxious. I think it's just like, because it's been so long since I've seen everyone. But as soon as I walked in, I was like, oh, it feels like home. I know. I everyone told you, stood up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> literally hugged every single person in the office. <laughs> she yeah, did. but it was nice. It was a nice little one. Oh, it's oh, so good. Well, we've been really highly anticipating this podcast. Oh, yeah. It's like we're having a little chat, like because she's literally got here and we're straight away having the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. So we're literally catching up on the podcast. We're so. like, save the chat, save the chat, save the chat. chat for the pod. <laughs> what have you been up to? You're back home with your parents, which back must home. be so nice. Yeah, I mean, when I first moved back, I was like, did I make a right decision <laughs> in moving back home? Because like it was kind of like some like my brother was back home from uni, my sister's also back. There's six of us living at home, and I was like, this is intense. It yeah. was chaos every single day, like during summer. But it was quite nice, and like my because our nan lives with us, and she's like pampering me. Oh, oh my like, god Nan's yeah. food as well yeah like little fruit bowls oh. in the morning like it was lovely but so yeah, it's it's good fruit bowl fruit bowl <laughs> that is such no, an she, Indian yeah, honestly, thing honestly she just like slices apples and bananas and puts all in the they do me. is cut up fruit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Love mine it. does the same yeah it's so weird but yeah, oh I love my it god, Indian I love thing that. yeah but no it's good and how's work been have you you've been doing a bit of freelancing yeah so I've been doing a bit of freelancing um I was like I feel like I need to do something with my time because I'm just like otherwise I'm just going to be like kind of like wasting time yeah but then like also I wanted to enjoy my break at the same time. Yeah, because for you it was a bit of a reset, wasn't it? Yeah, Just yeah, in terms exactly. of like stopping, pausing, regrouping. Going back home with exactly. family. Slowing but then, down, yeah, yeah, and then after the summer, so I had the whole summer basically to just chill and relax. And then after summer I was like, okay, I'm going to think about maybe looking into doing like freelance styling. Because working here made me realise I really want to get into styling. Yeah. So I've been doing a bit of freelance You were styling. so good at it as well. Yeah. yeah. I literally, because I was on every single shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you like, learned so much. Yeah, and that. like when I was with Lou and Emma, like it just, I was like, yeah. I love styling. I want to be yeah. a stylist. Um, so yeah, I've been doing a bit of freelance styling. Well, May, our resident SL man model, he misses you. Oh, oh yeah, he does. We all do. We all do. Well, I mean, we text and chat in our group chats, yeah. but we need to talk about all the shit going on. So much. There's on a lot TikTok, going on. the drama. There's so much. There's so much going on. I mean, the main thing, at least I've been thinking about is, we spoke about it in a, a few podcasts ago, but... So the Unwell Network mm. has officially been launched. Mm -hmm. Madeline RG and Alex L have both had podcasts on Call Her Daddy and they've both launched their own podcasts. Yeah. Their episodes of their own podcast, I think only Alex L has one out. I don't think Mad Madeline no, RG has one. I think she dropped today. And yeah, I was going to say, I think I was going to today. No, Madeline, yeah, she's dropped her, is it her, no, her first one. Has it? I haven't seen that yeah, yet. Yeah, it's called... Um, Pretty Lonesome. Pretty Lonesome. Yeah. Guys, can I just say... It is my new favorite podcast. Really? really? You guys are gonna love it. Oh, amazing. It was just like, she, you know, oh, with her, I just feel she really accidentally fell into this phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah she And yeah. I just, Bessa, she really um, struggles with imposter syndrome, which yeah. I just didn't really, I know she's mentioned it a few times on her TikToks, but she's always been very jokey. And I just think mm. she doesn't, she, yeah, she just does, she's like, you know, I go to these events, I'm in these rooms with these mm -hmm. amazing people, and I'm like, why should I be here? And I'm like, mm. babe, you, you're should so be sick. There. She's so cool, yeah. But the, the, so the two episodes that, 
they did with Alex Cooper on her po- podcast. I listened to both of them yeah. and I have like a really strong opinion about Alex L and well, I don't know I, why. I <sighs> saw some comments because right. I don't watch the podcast themselves. I yeah. just know them from like, because it's all the over TikTok. TikTok clips, yeah. So like, the, I'm just watching it from the clips on TikTok. Yeah. And as I'm watching, I'm reading all the comments really? and people were like, about the Alex L one, were right. like, this is not okay. So I, okay, so obviously Alex L really blew up. There's a mm-hmm. reason she's on this podcast. There's a reason everyone loves her. Yeah. But I think I missed that part, like that phase of like being obsessed with her. Like I knew who she was, but I didn't really watch her videos or follow her. Neither. Mm. And so I was like, oh, it makes sense she's on this. But then like listening and watching the podcast, I was like, and this is like no offense at all, but I don't get it. Like, I think she's cool. Like, mm. she's a really cool girl. She's really pretty. She's obviously really confident. But there's not that thing I'm getting about her of, like, yeah. what's so different about yeah, her? Like, yeah. Madeline, I really get it. She's so funny. She's so mm-hmm. unique. Like, she's really herself. She speaks about mental health. She's had, like, quite a, like, down-to-earth upbringing. Yeah, Whereas totally. Alex mm. is much, like, she's she grew up very well, privileged. She, she has yeah. come from a very privileged background. Yeah. Yeah. Which and is what, not nothing wrong with no, that. No, no. But in terms of, I see what the contrast between her and Madeline is yeah. huge in terms of, Madeline grew up with um, her mother yeah. is disabled and she's gone through the struggles of that upbringing and she kind of went to, to TikTok yeah. a yeah. lot later. So yeah. she's only, she's early 20s. So she kind of just blew up a lot yeah. later. Alex Earl was basically an overnight success yeah. during <laughs> lockdown yeah. with her girlfriends. I think it yeah. kind of just blew up. But her dad had a very high profile yes. affair. So he's worth he's worth 15 million. Yes, he's, he's very rich. Like if her, her family's her really family, rich, yeah. which you see in the... Podcast, podcast episode which I didn't know that I didn't all. know and I was shook about like when she was telling the story about yeah. her proxy like showing up to our house yeah, and how yeah, all yeah. of that happened overnight I was like wow I did not know any of no. that but but her crazy. family I mean she's come from a very attractive family yeah. there's loads of them like yeah. yeah she yeah I think there's just yeah there's just something about I don't I think so happy for her glad she has the success and everything and Alex Alg is a full content creator yes, her content is she grinds I do I love her content it's like sure. I love watching her content and she is like in a sense relatable like she does like speak about lots of things but yeah. I just think there's something about Madeline which I do just really want her to succeed and it's like, the I naivety really... of Madeline I yeah, yeah. Like, she's quite like innocent and in she was a way. even yeah. saying so on the Pretty Lonesome one this morning she was like yeah I mean I've, I mean, I've got to move out of my mum's now like it's getting oh. silly so she's going to move to London I just hope she doesn't end up going down that path where yeah. you know what I mean I just I love how innocent she, how she is she right is. now yeah. and yeah, I just I don't want her to go off the rails yeah. Oh, and then also she obviously spoke about her and Central C a lot and the breakup, which I didn't actually know about until that well, podcast. Yeah, yeah, because he was on stage. Oh, yes, of And course. one of his, like, side men were like, Central C's single. Yeah, yeah. And then that's, when, that's how it was announced. Uh, yeah. so, so I don't everyone... really follow, like, I didn't really follow their relationship. But whenever no. I saw on TikTok, I was like, oh, I don't really know who these people are. I just skipped through. So... She like pu- like so publicly spoke about their breakup. Yeah. I was like she, in so much detail as well. I was like, wow. Yeah. She kept their relationship under wrap for a yeah. good year and a half. And there was those, you know, remember that one in the, uh, her kitchen where he oh, was, yeah, that little he had his AirPods on and he had his like hoodie on. Her. And he was like, everyone thinks I'm dating Central C. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. just don't get it. And he was like behind uh, her over yeah. on the fridge. Okay. That was all we kind of got. We yeah. got a few club photos. And then there was there was the picture of her in bed with a Diet Coke or something, uh, looking at that looking photo at the of picture. him with all those girls. Yeah. There was a photo of him with like all these girls in like mm-hmm. a limo or a club. Yeah, it was a video, wasn't it? So then she had this iPad. She was in bed with a coke and sunglasses on, and you can just see that it's that photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it's very so subtly. Obviously, yeah. So it, she's. I just think she's so funny. But she was just saying how it was so toxic, and she was yeah. like, "Look, yeah. you're doing so well." And he is. He is mm-hmm. like 
one of the biggest up and coming rappers of our generation. Yeah. Mm. He has got so much to be yeah. living for. Yeah. She also is so successful. The fact mm. she's just signed up with Unwell, like yeah. she's only gonna go up from here. Mm-hmm. And I think she was just like, look, why are we arguing? Like yeah. we both got amazing lives. And I think they just realized they weren't right for yeah. each other. Yeah. I think when she was speaking about it on Call of Daddy as well, like a lot of what she was saying was so relatable. Cause yeah. like, not me, myself, my sister has just gone through a very toxic situation oh. and a lot of what she was saying was so similar to like really? what my sister just gone through. So I think it was like nice the way she was saying it to let girls know that like you guys sure. aren't the only ones who are like mm, stuck yeah. in these like toxic relationships. Like it's so normal for everyone, even massive rappers. Yeah. Like it's so normal for people. They're young. She's yeah, exactly. She's so yeah. young. He's yeah. also quite young. He's and I love how open she is about her sexuality yes. as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. loved that. And that's a whole other side of podcasts that I haven't come across. Yeah. No, it, I think it's great. It's yeah, brilliant. I think it's really Because cool. she was talking talking about how she labelled herself a lesbian. And then until she met a guy that she really liked. And she was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm bi. And then she was like, you know what? I don't have to label myself. No. I can just be attracted to whoever I want to be yeah. attracted to. I think that's, like, really interesting. Because I think a lot of people feel a pressure to put a label on mm-hmm. your sexuality. Because it's like... I think these days it's so fluid. Like, who, yeah. who cares? Like, mm. do what you want, what Just makes you happy. do you, do you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I guess also, like, we can relate a lot more to Madeline because she's yeah. British. British, yeah. yeah. But Alex L did crack me up in some she of is. her. And, sorry, this is now going into the whole NFL thing. In that podcast, she was talking about how, like, she really thinks Travis Kelsey is really fit. And that's the guy that's who's now dating Taylor Swift. Yeah. Why is um, everyone dating NFL? It was so like, weird. I heard that guy's name for the first time and haven't stopped hearing his name yeah. every day since. I saw the funniest thing on Twitter. I don't really go on Twitter that much. <laughs> I was going to say, say, what, what? Are you doing on Twitter? <laughs> but I was just like, I have the app. I was just scrolling. And basically... That's freelance life. <laughs> <laughs> like chilling at home life. Um, I saw a post, basically, to just two very random people in 2020. I think it was 2020 or the year after. They dressed up as Halloween, so the girl dressed up as Taylor Swift. Stop. She yeah. dr- he dressed up as him, just like he obviously loves NFL and she loves Taylor Swift. <laughs> so, so random, and people were like, and it blew up on no, Twitter because oh people were God. like, who would have thought in 2023 these two people would be dating? Oh it's wild. Goodness. Have you seen the TikTok trend? Yes. So, so people are like winding up their boyfriends, so it's like. Obviously, they know that he's not just famous for Taylor Swift. They're yeah. like, oh my God, babe. Like, it's so cool that Taylor's made him so famous. Oh, he's going to yeah. have such a good career. And then like, the guys are like, fuming. Like, he's they're so like, you famous. know Taylor Swift put him on the map. And yeah. they're like filming them yeah. while these boys are sat back watching NFL. And they turn around like, what, getting so what are you on about? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, funny. That's that? funny. That is brilliant. I want to yeah. try it. It's like the um, Roman Empire. I did it on my boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was literally like... <laughs> really? Yeah, he was. He, the thing is, Jack loves shit like that. He Aww. he all he will be thinking about it right now. Oh my Aww. god, that's so. I asked Ryan. He was like, "What? Why? Why are you asking that? Why are you asking that? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm just asking you." It's like, what is this? What TikTok trend is this? I was like, okay. My Roman Empire oh, yeah. is. What happened to Flossie and Olivia? Oh my oh god. I yeah. honestly think about that every single that day. Is, that is, yeah. Like, True. it's never come out. It never came out. <laughs> you know what mine is? <laughs> what? What happened to Martha, the sausage dog? Tanya Bear's sausage dog. Do you guys what? not know Martha? The no. Sausage? People are going to know this. I know Tanya Bear. She is dying. She's dying in that reference. So basically, like back in the day with YouTube, there was obviously Tanya Bear, Jim Chapman, yes, okay, yeah, yeah. Alfie. And when Tanya and Jim were married, they had this sausage dog called Martha. And they divorced and just Ooh, no one saw I the dog like it's ever coming again. Back to me. It's and coming every back to time me. any one of them posts a video, there's at least like or a, t- a TikTok <laughs> Where's Martha? Everyone's like, where's Martha? <laughs> Literally. And it's, it's in my brain still like, where is oh. Martha? Okay, next up in the hot list, who's seen the A-body trend on TikTok? Oh, yeah. A-body trend. 
She's not saying that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> okay, right. We'll just okay. We'll we'll do a few. Okay, we'll just yeah. We'll just spit. Okay. Okay? Oh, we'll just we'll just yeah. Start, yeah. So when he when he touches the lower back of another girl, that's a body. Yeah. When he knows the name of a perfume without you telling him what perfume you're wearing, that's a body. When he touches her hair and moves out her face, that's a body. It's basically like, and can we just all take this with a pinch of salt? We're not hating on anyone. This is just a trend (laughs) on TikTok. But basically it's when like a guy does something, a guy, when you're single and a guy does something, which makes you think he's not really in this. Like he's not one to commit to. He's just a guy who's with a lot of girls and you're not going to invest your time. So like when he... When he lets you sit in the front of his car and takes you for a drive, that's a body. That's a body. Okay. Oh, right. Basically, okay. a body's like he's just another guy. He's just another body. You're not going to invest your time in him. He's just oh, another guy. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, like, so the, refer- the perfume okay. one, it's like he's obviously with loads of girls. girls. He knows all the perfume yeah. names. Okay. You don't that's want to invest a body. your time in him. He's a body. Yeah. Okay. When, he sa- body. when he says you smell nice, that's a body. Oh, no, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite a nice feeling when nice. getting to the smell nice. But so it's basically this trend going around, which to be honest, I think it's like verging on a little bit mean. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. it's funny. We like these. So it's basically similar to X. It's just like a different. Just different thing. way of saying it. And okay. some things can be two bodies. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah. like if it's really bad, that's two bodies. So like what's an example of that? Um, when Oh, when he buys another girl's coffee and be like, oh no, I'll get that. That's two bodies. <laughs> But why he's is not it with her. her. Why is it two bodies? Because he's not with her. So he's like offering to buy. Imagine like. I'm trying to think. Imagine the, the guy you're dating. Yeah. Goes and pays for another girl's oh, coffee. Oh yeah. I'd be like, that's a body. Yeah. What, yeah just yeah. some like random girl on the line behind no, you. No just like you know a girl. Like, but what. And um, because it's so extreme it's two bodies. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and it, okay, it could be three to me. Okay. Like if he lets you. Bo- if you're. If. Uh, you're cold at the pub and he gives you oh, his jumper. Yeah. That's three bodies. That's like no, bodies. but that's nice. No, but not if... But yeah, if it's you're... not if, like, you're dating that guy. Like, yeah. But he's guy. letting you borrow it. No, he's else. letting no, someone, someone else, else borrow Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's fucking, like, That's, like, bodies. ten bodies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> ten bodies. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the new trend of the week. That okay, trend of the week. Love trend it. of the week. <laughs> I wonder what's going to be next week. <laughs> Who knows? Um, the other thing, I mean, we all know the tube girl. We've been yeah. going on about her. We, we met, met her. her. Oh, you met oh, her. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, I literally saw her from across the room. I was like, Daisy, it's the tube we, girl. Oh, my God. So we're She's at this TikTok event with all these most amazing creators. Yeah. We felt so lucky to be I there. Know. Yeah, Ben Gallagher, Lux Collective guy. I love Do him. Oh, you've got to watch him all the time. Do Wait, he's the one who's from, is he Liverpool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Liverpool? Yeah, the and his accent. accent. I'm like, oh, I love you. Do you reckon he supports Liverpool? Oh, we'll we have to ask him. We'll have to ask him. Sorry, we've gone on such a tangent. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Basically, we, yeah, um, we were at the TikTok event. Girl. She was there, and honestly, she walked in, and this was the height of like when when Tube Girls, yeah, yeah. when yeah. the song, everything, the trend was was trending. Yeah. She so she walked into this room. We were like, we yeah. joined the masses, like running. We weren't the her. only ones. The people oh there God. were like, come film this, come film that. And I literally grabbed her. Yeah, like, coming with us. <laughs> She was so up for it though. She was um, so lovely. But we were talking about how there's so many marketing things with her now. Like yeah. Mac, she was at Dior. the uh, yeah Dior <clears throat> show Valentino. Valentino. I saw a video of her talking to Penn Badgley as in like Dan from Stop Gossip it. Girl yeah. from the well, Valentino she show. She did um, the TikTok yeah, at yeah. the Valentino show. And Florence Pugh was in it. <gasps> really? I didn't yeah, see she, she got she it. got her in it. Yeah. Do you know what? I rate the fact something like what she did. So many people would have been like, "Oh my god, like, yeah. what's yeah, that girl doing?" Her. And yeah. I just rate that she had the confidence to do that and it's has also run with insane. it. And it's literally like a 
not on FU, but I do just feel, I feel yeah. so happy when people yeah. like that make it. Because I'm 100%. like, so many people would have had so much to say about that. But I just yeah. love that it's blown up. And you know what's really nice is that it's making other people do it. And it's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to be confident. I'm just going to do it. Who cares? Yeah. Who gives a shit? Like, yeah, and spread the confidence. I love it. I love seeing everyone confidence doing the trends. We need yeah. to do it. I just should we just do it? <laughs> yeah, we should just do it. <laughs> Get on the I've seen, I saw someone like recording it at the Valentina show when she was doing it. Oh, and from like, the side, From yeah. the side. And it's crazy. Like yeah. the way she just moves like so quick. I'm like, you would think think that she looks really like cringe doing it yeah. but she looks like she's having no the honestly best she looks time. so, she looks so yeah, she looks good so doing good. it oh my oh, I love god us. yeah go tube girl yeah we love you we, we love you tube girl <laughs> <laughs> and we want to see her on this we need to get her yeah, on yeah oh my god yeah that would be iconic um, are you guys watching anything new on TV? Ooh. We started Sex Education. No, I was I was never on that. We you never. No, it's worth going on. It's it worth it. Okay. I've really literally good. just started the first episode, so I'm not like fully into it. I think it, I'm like it. four or five in. Okay, fine. Is it good? Yeah, really good. Do you know what? I don't think it's as good as the previous really? se- seasons. I just think I don't know how long they can keep keep it going. Keep it yeah. going because I just but I do love the way it's shot and I love I love the outfits this year. Yeah, they're really, they are really leveled good. up. Yeah, like they it's, are really yeah good. so. No, it's good and it's an easy watch. Yeah. Um, I have been watching. Have you watched? It's on Netflix. Three part, the um, the murder of Jill Dando. No, but no. I want it. I almost started that. So it's it good. So good. So I'd actually weirdly because I live in Fulham and we'd walked on this road and my boyfriend was like, "Oh, this was the road Jill Dando got murdered she's, on." I so she's from this is South, American story. No, Southwest I London. I hate it when like you watch something and it's like near yeah. like where oh, you live. Oh, and this I'm is like, literally yeah. around the corner. Yeah, yeah. So Jill Dando was a beautiful TV presenter back in the day. She did like daytime and morning, like morning, evening news. Mm-hmm. She really looked like Princess Diana, really? like really weirdly looked. And obviously Princess Di died in 97. Jill Dando was shot in the back of the head on her front doorstep in 1999. Oh. Like oh, horrendous. Hard. And they said, obviously Diana died a few years before that. And it was just the biggest morning mm-hmm. that the UK had ever seen. This was like, not the same but was very close in terms of just the 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 the, media yeah and the Mm. devastation across the uk so she was a news presenter okay like our holly willoughby basically it would be like that happening to holly that's really sad like horrendous on her doorstep anyway she also presented crime watch and i'm not going to give too much away for those that haven't watched Mm -hmm. it but obviously crime watch they replay clips and they rely heavily on the public giving in evidence yeah so they reckon that it may be related to her Obviously, on Crime Watch, being, being like, that. we need to find these people, and perhaps someone had a vendetta against her. Oh, because she was going to solve a crime. Oh, exactly, yeah. exactly. Oh, but really someone was actually put in prison for eight years, right. and was now, well, supposedly wrongly accused and released. So they still, to this day, have never had a leading piece of information. Yeah. So I, th- and her brother was the one that, like, said to Netflix, yeah, let's go ahead with this documentary. Because okay. basically, he's like, I reckon someone out there knows something. Yeah. Anyway, there was also, um, at the time, a war going on in Serbia that she reported on, and they reckoned there was something to do with NATO or something, and some, like, isolated hitman or something. Because they also, at the time, the BBC out in Serbia was bombed. So there's basically loads of lines of inquiry, and they basically, in this series, go through each one. one, I just really hope this documentary brings... All it takes is one One person person, out there to to come forward or something. To put a piece of something together. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't it crazy? What, 20... I don't know how many years that is. Yeah. 22 years on still Mm -hmm. but she was yeah she was beautiful she had just so much going for her she came from a small town Mm -hmm. seaside town and then was just this huge presenter and yeah just shocked you know what I've been watching a bit slightly lighter yeah that was (laughs) very very heavy I basically 
I always have something going that's like in the background. Like yeah. that's like a comedy Love something. That. So like when I'm eating or like doing something. So it's either like Modern Family, How I Met Your Mother, The Office, one of those kind of shows. Mm-hmm. And I've just, start, I rarely start a new one, but I've just started Superstore. Have you heard of it? Superstore, I've heard of it. It's really good. It's that same vibe of like really light, funny humor. Is I think it it's American? This, yeah, it's yeah. American. I think it might be the same people who did Brooklyn Nine-Nine or like one uh, of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like That kind of humor. And it's just such like light relief. I love it. It's I love basically, a show like that. Yeah, it's got, um, oh, I always forget her actual name, but Ugly Betty. Oh, oh yeah. She's like the main, oh, I love I loved Ugly and Betty. And she was just in the Barbie movie as well, yeah, which yeah. I like, forgot she was in this, but yeah. So she's like the main person and then like, there's loads of, it's really good. I'd really recommend it. There's not much to say about it. It's just very light humor. They all work in a superstore. Superstore, yeah. Okay. And that's literally it. But it's, yeah, it's really funny. Good. I've been watching, well, I've just finished watching Top Boy. Oh, with really? With my sister. So good, and yeah. we didn't watch it like when it first came out. We've literally just watched it now, like start yeah. to finish now. We've only just finished Back it. Back from first season. Yeah, yeah. Because we hadn't watched <gasps> oh, it. We watched so it jealous. years ago. And then we were like, no, nah, this is boring. Stopped watching right. it. And then started it again, like literally a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And so good. Really? Like, don't spoil anything. I'm not going to spoil anything. <laughs> but quickly, don't give anything away. But what did you think about the ending? Daisy, that was giving it away. <laughs> No, but we'll you chat, watched it. We'll chat it. off camera. Yeah. But like, have you re- have you seen on TikTok how people are saying that wasn't the actual ending? Like, if you look closer at who it was. Oh yeah. Oh car. yeah. No, I've got. We won't. I won't give this anything. I've away. got theories got a theory. in my head. Okay. Okay. Can't wait to can't, chat. Can't wait to chat. But yeah, no, so good. I, I did. You guys watch Power? No. No, but I really no. want to. So like, me and my sister, we kept comparing. It's basically like the American version of Top Boy, it's and we good. yeah, ba- set in New York, and um, it's got Fifty Cent in it. Yeah. And um, we kept comparing it to that. And like, it was quite similar, but like, it was kind of funny because we thought that Top Boy had like copied power in a way. And like, with some <laughs> of the bits, and we were like, oh, this guy's trying to be Ghost. Because like, <laughs> Ghost is like the main guy. He's like okay. the Deshane or like yeah, the Sully. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, oh, Deshane is trying to be Ghost. But yeah, <laughs> no, it, it was good. It was good. We really enjoyed it. Maths? Are you watching Maths? it? Oh, I'm not. UK? No, I'm not into I'm the UK right. one. Sorry, mm. the Australian one is so. Much I know. Better. I prefer the Australian one yeah, so much. Oh, the drama really is just. Like you, maybe you don't really do that kind of reality. No, no, you're not into that. I'm all or nothing. Yeah, I feel you. No, it is good. I've only watched a couple episodes, but okay. they're all. I just find them all so interesting to yeah. watch. And I'm just waiting for some drama. Like someone needs to cheat on someone. The dinner parties really getting going. <laughs> it's so um, good. What about yeah. my mum, your dad? Oh yeah, oh, I've not no, started I that. that. I really what want is to. that? Guys, that. So it's Davina McCall's basically Love Island, but for parents. Oh, uh, okay. Ooh, and the kids fun. are involved, which is oh, just so fun. Really so basically, the parents thought it was like a Love Island type situation. They rock up, they're all single, they have, they meet other singletons, mm-hmm. and then they get together. So the kids, and they're dropped off by their kids. So the right. kids, it's quite emotional. They're like, oh, oh, good luck. Oh. And some of them have, you know, have either lost partners or have just never ever had a good Found relationship love. or oh. been cheated on. Blah blah blah. Anyway, the parent, the kids then get taken literally around the corner to this massive house. It's like, you guys are gonna be deciding the fate of your parents. Like we said there would be relationship experts. The experts are actually you guys. Oh my God, God. I love that. So they're all watching like this on a big sofa, all these screens. I mean, it's quite like, I don't know if I'd want to see my parents. Yeah, oh yeah, they're a bit gross. But like trying to flirt and oh, yeah, I've heard it's kind not of cringe. sexual though. No, it's not at all, but yeah. it doesn't need, I don't know, it's, don't, it's so yeah. nice. It's just oh, really wholesome. That's sweet. And that's really cute. Yeah, so the kids are like, so they'll be like, oh, you know, oh, my dad really likes your mum, but she's not sure. Oh. I can tell she's not quite sure. And it's quite sweet because the kids know their parents so well and they're desperate for their parents to find love. It's like parent trap. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, these parents, if you follow, you have to watch it because they're now, they've blown up on Instagram. Oh my God. And a lot of them are still together and it's so lush to see because all the kids, they've obviously joined families. Yeah, and the kids like come together. They've got step-siblings. And and they all got on so well, all the kids. Yeah, all the kids. 
Love that. That's a really nice background watch. Right, guys, in this segment, I am joined by Rachel Wilson, who is a writer and the founder of The Grief Network. In her book, which we're going to discuss in a little bit, she brings together her story of bereavement after losing her mum with other people's stories of loss as well to share your perspective on life, death, relationships and grief. And I have to say, as someone, I was just saying this to you, but as someone who also lost my mum when I was young. Mm-hmm. I was really scared to read yeah. this book. I'm not gonna lie. And I'm sure a lot of people listening will probably feel the same. Like, why do I want to read a book that's gonna make me feel sad or this or yeah. that? But it's really not about that. Um, so for people who don't know you and don't know the book, can you give us a little bit of a background about what it is, what it covers, what you're writing about? Yeah, cool. So it's called Losing Young. And in the context that I'm writing about, I'm talking really about young adults so people from their kind of teen years up to their early 30s the reason that I wanted to write it was because as you said I lost my mum I was 26 and I just felt that joining a kind of very generic uh, grief group where I might come across people who are a bit later into life and maybe had their parents for a lot longer than me that that wasn't really for me and I wasn't going to feel like I related to them very much so I set up my own Um, group called The Grief Network and the book is kind of a culmination of a lot of the stories I've heard over the time of running The Grief Network and the 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 sort of key thing about The Grief Network meetups that we do is that people as you say can feel so worried about the first time they open up about grief and um, actually when you're doing with someone who kind of has their own experience and kind of gets where you're coming from it's actually a relief. Usually yeah. it's like such a relief and it's so nice to hear someone else has felt some of the feelings that you felt. And so when I was putting the book together, I just really wanted to give people that experience in the book so that, you know, if they can't get to a meetup or a meetup's not really their kind of yeah. thing, you know, they can sit and read the book and also give the book to friends of theirs maybe for to sure. help them understand what's going on for them. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it kind of brings together lots of different stories exactly. in the hopes that makes people feel less alone. Yeah, and we'll definitely speak a bit more about the grief network, but I wanted to ask you, like, actually putting pen to paper and starting to write that, like, how did that feel? Like, was that freeing? Was it scary? Like, how did you kind of start doing it? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think it was, I mean, the decision to write it was quite natural because my, a, a lot of my background is in writing. I've done journalism mm-hmm. over the years and um, my old job was very much based in writing. And actually, um, I'm quite introverted. <laughs> so I run all these meetups, but I know for me, one of my strengths is more sitting down and kind of thinking about things and writing about things. And I'd actually been approached a couple of times to maybe put like a handbook together. And I thought, no, I don't think that's quite right because I just don't want to tell people how to grieve. And I think there's so many misconceptions already that, you know, I don't want someone picking up a sort of handbook and being told you should be doing this and them thinking, well, I'm not doing that. Am I doing it wrong? (laughs) So I knew that I wanted to start with people's stories. So actually before I really even wrote anything I spoke to lots of people and interviewed them yeah and there's such like breath in there in terms of like there are parents but you've also included people who have lost a boyfriend or a partner and I think that's really interesting but you also the key kind of thing in there is that quarter life grief which is what you speak about and what you've experienced is very different from other grief and can you speak a little bit about that yeah so when I looked for support There was quite good support. There are really great charities out there for people who've lost someone as a child. Mm -hmm. And there's obviously good charities out there for um, people who are maybe a little bit older or lost a spouse, that kind of thing. Um, But I just wasn't seeing anything that was specifically for kind of those teen 20s years where you just have very specific, um, you know, life stage challenges. 
But yeah, I think it's really that you've got one foot in childhood, you've got one foot in adulthood. It's very Britney Spears, yeah. you know, not <laughs> not not girl, not yet a woman. And I think oh that God. is that is the perfect little yeah, soundbite of is. like why it's such a, a distinct time to lose someone because it's you're you're navigating those two worlds, and often you're losing someone who could have really helped you kind of step into your own, and then you think, how am I how am I going to get there without yeah. them? For sure. And I guess with that, this is what the Grief Network is about. It's about being able to speak to others. And I mean, personally, I haven't had, thankfully, friends who I can relate to about this and until very recently. And it's such a different feeling being able to actually speak to someone who has like related or been through it. So I think, can you, do you mind telling our audience a bit more about the Grief Network and like, kind of people who are there where it is how you can access it all that kind of thing so we're actually very informal um we just do meetups at the moment just around London and the concept is just really about bringing people together in a really sort of social atmosphere in an atmosphere in which young people normally find themselves so we usually do it at the pub (laughs) um because I mean for me when you know my mum died I thought oh my gosh I'm I'm gonna have to go to a grief support group in like a town hall with some weak tea and some jammy dodges like that's not my life (laughs) Like my life doesn't look like that. You know, people can be very nervous when they come along, but I find most people will come along on their own um, and they just kind of sit down and have a chat. And Mm -hmm. it's not, you know, we don't sit around in a circle kind of talking very formally about who we've lost. I think um, those conversations can come up really organically. And what's really nice about it is you can kind of start a, a, a more sort of generic conversation with someone, but you can mention things like, um, you know, oh, I was having such a bad week at work because, you know, it was my mum's uh, fifth anniversary of her death and my boss just wasn't getting it. And so the death kind of comes up in a way that you you are so sure that the person yeah. you're talking to is going to get, get it. it. Exactly. Whereas what your normal experience is, is like, God, if I say that, there, is this a bombshell on the yeah. conversation? Like, how's this person <laughs> going to respond to me? And and then there's the like, oh, what if they don't respond at all? And then yeah. you feel really annoyed because you're like, I just told you my mum died. Yeah. <laughs> Um, (laughs) my whole craving when my mum died was like I just want to know that this is something I can survive and I want to talk to someone else who gets this and not feel that isolation and not feel isolated because I just felt massively isolated and I think statistically you know it's actually not massively uncommon to lose someone when you're younger but it's uncommon enough that it's often not in your friendship circle so it just lets you know like actually other people go through this and it's awful but like you know here are ways that we get through it for sure and speaking of that there is that obviously that awful grief model that's been around for years we've all heard of it it's the what is it anger sadness whatever all the horrible things none of that makes sense and I really love that you spoke about how people feel guilty about not feeling like they're moving through that really like in a process um so do you mind speaking a little bit about that and telling those who might think like oh I'm not moving through that process really well like it's yeah it's okay so the history of the five stages of grief right is the fight is actually the five stages of dying Right. So so it was a really brilliant woman called Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. She did loads of work with dying people in, mm-hmm. I think, the 60s and 70s. Where it was really common to, like, not tell dying people that they were dying. Right. But she thought this is awful. You know, yeah. people need to know that they're dying. And so she did a lot of work with people who were dying. And one of the things that came out of her work was that people who were dying tended to move through denial of the fact that they were ill, then really angry that they were ill, then bargaining, you know, with God, you know, oh, Mm. please take my illness away and then get depressed and then accept it. And that actually is true, I think. I think that that is a model that's still sustained in kind of palliative care. 
I don't know how it got taken to, yeah. to also apply to grieving people, but at some point it did. And the media kind of ran with it. And you can see interviews of Kubler-Ross being like, no, <laughs> this is not it. Yeah, this is not it. But as you said, like normally it does the completely opposite thing. Yeah. It makes people think, well, why am I? I felt like I was accepting it. Now I feel really angry again. Like why? what's happening? Um, so yeah, it's not the model. It's not the yeah. one. It's much more cyclical. You kind of move in and out of those um, stages. And it and it also, the other big thing to say is it's like for the rest of your life. Yes. You know, it doesn't like go away. You yeah. don't get to acceptance and then, and you then know, you're yeah. done. <laughs> it is like really for the rest of your life. And I think that goes back to why for quarter life grief and people who've been bereaved during childhood, um, it's, you know, it's a much longer period of your life. You're really living with loss and the effects of it for like decades longer than a lot of people. You kind of touched on it there. What advice do you have for those friends? I mean, you have a very um, good chapter in there about like experiences with friends dealing or helping or supporting or not so much supporting. Yeah. And I think that's the main thing that people can maybe take away from this. You know, this book isn't just for those who are grieving. It's also for friends and for how you can support friends. So what do you think friends of grievers should know and how can they help their friends? Yeah. So um, I think there's I think the first big thing is just acknowledgement, like the amount of people who don't even talk to you or you, you know, maybe see a friend that you haven't seen for six or seven weeks or something after someone's died and they kind of, you sort of say, oh, well, my mum died and they go, oh, I know, I just didn't. Really yeah, so I was just giving you I some just, space. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really know how to talk about yeah. it. Um, and you think, <laughs> why? Like yeah. you could just literally message me. Yeah. Um, so acknowledging it. And secondly, like you are, you will get things wrong, you know, yeah. because people, you know, grieve really uniquely. And so I remember I found it really difficult when people would say, oh, I can't imagine what you're going through. Because mm. I felt like that was putting distance in between yeah. me and them. Whereas I know I've spoken to a few people who've said, oh, I liked when people said that because it was really respectful. It kind of acknowledged how big my my grief was and how different it was for me and things like that. So friends don't need, you don't need just one type of support. You don't just need the crying and the, you know, giving people a hug. It's also like, let me take you out. Let me do this. Or, you know, let me come around and do your laundry if you haven't done it yeah. in a week because you're just too, you know, sad. Um, and then I think the third and final thing that's a really good piece of advice is just to remember the key kind of dates about, you know, when they died, any holidays that are really important to them. Um, but also just checking in like every so often, even if it's yeah. five or six or seven years down the line, yeah. you know, I'm sure you've had it. Well, there'll be people that didn't know you at the time yeah. that your mum died, yeah. but it would still be quite meaningful for them to check in with you exactly. and say, actually, how does that affect you? Like, yeah. you know, is that affecting you? And I guess on the other side of that, which I really hope that no one listening to this is going through this, but um, yeah. for those who may have just lost someone or is really in that early stage of grieving, any words of wisdom? I think just firstly, like, don't have any expectations on yourself about like, how should I be dealing with this? There's often so much to, to do. It's not just about the person that you've lost. It's if it's a family member, like, how's the rest of your family doing? There might be you know, if you've just had a funeral or something, you can just feel very lonely because yeah. you've had an influx of support and then people kind of drift off. It's a really tumultuous time. And, you know, you just have to not place too many expectations on yourself. Don't try and measure like, how am I doing today? Should I, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? Just like getting out of bed is enough. And mm -hmm. even sometimes don't get out of bed, you yeah. know, like 
it's fine. Like everything you're doing is fine. And remember that grief is really human. It's not an illness. It's not something that needs to be pathologized. You don't necessarily need to rush to therapy. Like yeah. we are human. We, we have an intuitive understanding of how to grieve someone. You'll probably feel it in your body. Um, you know, you'll have weird dreams, like all these things, but it's just, you know, this is really one of the most human things we, we yeah. go through is losing someone. So we've been doing it for centuries and millennia, like <laughs> you're okay. Like you're probably doing fine. So just try to like consciously be quite kind to yourself. And if you're feeling down, you know, don't beat yourself up for, for it, you know, um, it's a sneaky way that your mind can do those things. <laughs> I don't know why it happens, but it does happen. So just check in on that kind of inner voice mm -hmm. that's like judging yourself or anything like that. Just try to be really, really kind to yourself. And I think often it depends on what relationship you had to the person who died. But I think often thinking about, well, what would they want for me right now? I always thought, well, my mum just wouldn't want me to beat myself up. So I'm just like gonna listen to my mum's yeah. wisdom <laughs> and and try to be kind for yeah. sure oh that's really good advice yeah <laughs> um well finally is there anything you want to shout out anything that you're working on like what's next for you yeah so we're just continuing to run meetups we've got one um coming up on the 8th of november at daunt books in cheapside so, so it'll be cool. possible to get a book and chat to me i'll be there <laughs> great um but also meet other people yeah. and we'll definitely have a few more meetups in the rest of this year as well so our Instagram is at Grief Network and we'll update everything there. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much, Rachel. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me on. Cool. <laughs> Things we're loving. Yes. Amrit, cool. I want to know. Okay. Um, so basically I got my hair done for my cousin's wedding and I, at the salon, she was using this Olaplex voluminizing hair mist, basically. Ooh. And do you know which one I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. yeah. And I struggle with getting volume in my hair. Like my hair is quite flat. It's quite like fine doesn't really like have much shape to it so when she put this on it's like it's not like a thick mist it's really fine like and it doesn't leave your hair sticky but like you just spray it in when your hair is wet blow dry your hair and it just gives you such a lovely like nice like effortless volume and your oh, hair it's not like that. too much it's like so nice so i'm loving that a campaign that i'm loving at the moment you guys are gonna know which one i'm talking about gucci oh, oh yes. Kendall and bad money i am so, cool. so here for it I that was like the hardest launch yeah. of all launches. I mean, we knew they were dating, everyone but knew, that was, but that was, it was yeah. just like kind of like official because yeah. everyone was like, "Oh, are they dating?" Yeah. But everyone knew. Yeah. But I'm obsessed. It's I literally so love it. Yeah, what about you, Days? Oh, got another foodie rack. Oh, of course she does. Now I think you're either gonna love it or hate okay. it. But Lidl. So you've seen the biscuit tea, haven't you? So Lidl have done their own version, but they've right. done Jaffa. Mm. Or so Jaffa, no, I think I'm here for this. It is. Oh, like chocolate good. orange yeah but it's not it, it's not really chocolatey but it sort of has that sort of slight orange Ooh, no, I think it's oh it's and delicious milky tea oh i was gonna say you put milk in it oh i dip a jaffa in it oh double oh, jaffa. I dip a jaffa. Oh, anyway it's so good and i'm really i just hope i can get hold of another box of it when it when i run out i'd like to know what's on your eyelids Yes. Oh, it's I've Bobby Brown. Yes. Um, Mesmerizer. Cream, yeah, no. yeah, Bobby Brown cream eyeshadow. It's like a pen. It's like a pen. Oh, it's like really nice. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really nice. Thank you. Another thing I'm loving, I actually put them on my Instagram story over the weekend, are the new Asics 1130s, gel Ooh, Asics. Nice. And they're so affordable. You can get them on ASOS and they're like a blue blue and grey colorway. So nice. Really cool. I love it when you can buy a trainer on ASOS. I know. It makes life so much it? easier. I know, when it's not like you don't have to like hunt on yeah. StockX or like something like that and you yeah, just yeah. buy it and it's still available. And they're there literally next day. Yeah. Next day delivery. Brilliant. Unreal. Love it. And then 
I've seen this Stussy Down Puffer that I really oh want for winter. So cool. It just looks so good. And I feel like I've not invested in a winter coat in a yeah. while. So I feel like that's going to be my purchase. Love that one. Yeah. Winter. Um, yeah, that's everything I'm loving. What about you, Sat? Well, I've got a few little bits. One is just like a color trend. I'm sure you can tell. Mm-hmm. Red at the moment. Oh my God, that was going to be everywhere. one of mine. Was was it? It? Yeah, like tra- I didn't say it, but trend <laughs> I'm loving. It was like pops of red. Yes. Love that. It's all over the runway. It's all over my Instagram. Yes. I'm just loving it. And like, I'm not scared of wearing color, but I find it hard for work and like just for every day. And I feel mm-hmm. like red is actually so easy with like something like a trainer. I'm pointing yeah. at my or like new a bag. gazelles. Yeah, or so a bag cool. or like... I don't know, just I really want a red jumper, like a knit. Oh, yes. And I think it just goes with so many colours. Um, the other thing is a chocolate thing. Someone got sent it in the office. I'm not sure. I think it was either Heather or Tor. And it's so good. Did you try it? It's Who, H-U. And I just love nut butter. And it's basically like a healthy Reese's Pieces. Didn't you make one? What, yes. You made nut butter once I did. I, st- I still make nut butter. I love it. Um, but I love nut butter with chocolate. So this is mm-hmm. like a chocolate bar. And the inside filling is nut butter, but they do cashew butter, almond butter, peanut butter, hazelnut mm, butter, yum. and it's so nice. And it it doesn't taste healthy; it tastes like just really delicious. So, so that my final thing is a beauty rack from Coco and Eve. I have used their like hair masks and things before, mm-hmm. but they've come out with skincare, and it's actually so good. First of all, the packaging is just so cute. Yes. Have you seen it? It's and like it's pink. nice, nice and weighty. Yes. And they have so many bits, like um, there's a toner, there's a cleanser, there's so many good bits. And it's like, everything's really natural and just really pared back. And yeah, I love products like that. My favorite is the antioxidant hydrating milky toner because it's just so easy to put on like a pad or you can just put on your hands and it's just like freshens up your skin. And I like, like after cleansing. It's yeah, like really nice okay, so you do that before bed. Yeah, so you like nice. you cleanse, cleanse, you put that time. on and then you could do moisturizer or whatever. Yeah. And their tan is so good, is yeah. Really good. Um, and on another note, it is beginning of October. Guys, can we believe that? It's my birthday soon and your birthday soon. Oh, yeah, you guys. 18th of October and yours oh. is like two weeks after, Yeah, 5th of November. Yeah. Exciting. Exciting. But I just can't believe we're already here. Spooky oh, no. season. I'm so we here for Halloween. it. Yeah. Can't Maybe wait. we should do a Halloween special. <gasps> we should. We should like dress up like cats and bats. <laughs> cats and bats. You, what would you go as Defo Witch? Oh no, Catwoman. A witch? Oh my god, no, my dad's having a Halloween party for his birthday. <gasps> Can we come? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll yes. be there. So invite. Yeah, I'm going as Catwoman. Lovely. Oh, yeah. Quite sexy. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Get Patrick to be Batman. Oh. <laughs> I was like, we're doing a duo, you do know. Um, so yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, Love what that. would you go as? I would go as, I always go as a little. Um, yeah, the little. little right. I'm really good at, and always have been since like school, doing the leopard face paint. Oh yeah, that's cute. good. Yeah, so I always do a bit of a leopard thing. Anyway, I'll just go as a round. <laughs> um, what would you go as? You know what I was saying the other day to Ryan, which he was like absolutely fucking not. Oh god, it's that you know that photo of Hayley Bieber in that cute little red dress, and then Justin's behind her with the oh, hood yeah. off and like his little yes. shorts, looking like. Oh, that, 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 way, that is so cool. would be iconic. It was so he has funny. to do. He that. would never do it, but. I love, I love that. Um, but on another note, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes. And Copperfield have launched a new campaign called the Vibe Checker mm-hmm. to basically remind us all to check our boobs. I don't know about you guys. How often do you check your boobs? Oh, not enough. Yeah, not, I was going to say, not that often. So this is really good, I think, to just remind, remind everyone. Yourself, yeah. remind yeah. your girlfriends, remind anyone yeah. to check. Check for any lumps any mm-hmm. bumps anything yeah. unusual i think it's very much what's not normal to you yeah, yeah. it's so, hard because everyone feels different so it's hard to like follow something specific but i think if you do it regularly 
you'll know when it you'll feels know, different. You'll know what's yeah. normal. Exactly. Yeah. Look out for any discharge, mm-hmm. any yeah. um, raised, yeah, any raised, raised surfaces. And they say you should like the best place to do it is in the shower with some like soap or something, so it's like silkier to oh, like really feel. To feel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you find something, the mm-hmm. earlier you can see a doctor, yeah. just the better. The better it is. Yeah. So. This is your reminder to check your boobs this yeah. month. I'm gonna do that as soon as I get home. Yeah. I'm gonna jump in the shower after being on that gross tube. Yeah. Feel my body. Feel the vibes. Feel the vibes. Yeah, feel See the what's vibes. going yeah. on. Love so um, yeah, reminder to check your boobs this month. And or every month. Well, every, every month. month. Yeah. Copperfield actually will text you. Oh, oh that's, that's really that's handy. With, handy. With reminders. You should do it. Yeah. That's and really if handy. you go to our recent Lux Girl Instagram post, we posted all the details there so you mm-hmm. can. Amazing. You can um, add that to your phone. Great. Wow. We've come to an end. But thankfully, we've still got, we can have some drinks after this. Yeah. We can keep chatting, but it was so nice to have you back. It was so nice to be back. Oh, (laughs) we've missed you. (laughs) Missed you guys more. It was so nice to be back. Like I said, it feels like your home. Oh, it's cute. Well, I'm sure it feels like I never left. I know. Like being yeah. sat on the sofa and just talking, it was like yeah. normal. Love it. Oh, um, but we'll see you again very soon. Oh yeah. Of course, before Christmas. We'll have yes. to do 100%. something. Something Christmassy. Yeah. Hot chocky. Yeah, a little hot chocky. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, bye. Bye. bye.